Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Katara's Cafe here on the Starting Five. Uh, we had a little bit of some technical difficulties and a little bit of scheduling difficulties, but we are with you now live. So I am very excited. I have been wanting this author on my show since True Radio Network, but both our schedules were very busy. So I could not have her on at the time, but I am glad I have her on now. Let me introduce Miss Phoenix Daniels. How are you? Well, thank you. Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh, great. Thanks for coming on. And um, I am happy to finally interview you. Um, what our audience doesn't know is that I've read her books from I, uh, a few years ago. And um, I read her two series that connect with each other. And um, I'm looking down just to make sure everything's okay on Facebook. But I read uh, her two series and I loved them. And, Thank um, you. Yes. And the only reason why I love these this series a little bit more because I love the um, I love uh, the paranormal fantasy. That's my favorite genre. So this one. Oh. Is <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I done stepped into your genre now, honey. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. There you go. Yep. And um. So I'm, we are going to definitely start getting you, uh, I'm going to start with your questions now. Um, and, and Phoenix, real quick, before I start with the questions, let me just, something was, I had a question for you. Um, your first book in the Bloodlust series, that was that in a box set? That was in a box set, right? Yeah, originally it was in the Creole Nights. Um, it was, it was a, nice box set and then uh what we did was it, it was only up temporarily for an event that we were doing in, in new orleans and then we pulled it down and just kind of like some of us added to it and just like okay so it was like i was bullied into doing this box set really to be perfectly <laughs> honest i did not have time i had um readers that were threatening my life if i didn't come out with like another creed or beautiful prey and that's what i was working on but um some of the authors, Kasana, Dwight, Sage, uh, uh, Laverne, we call her the little Nazi. Um, <laughs> kind of, They were like, oh no, you're doing this box set. And I was like, I don't have time for this. And they're like, and I was like, and I don't write paranormal. Like, what, what am I supposed to write? I don't know anything about this. But then, you know, I dug a little deep into my roots and it was like, I do know a little something about this. But so yeah, it, it, it originally started as me being bullied into joining the box set because um, <laughs> One, I was afraid. I'd never written a paranormal. Uh, I was apprehensive. I ain't afraid of nothing. I was apprehensive because yeah. <laughs> I've never written a paranormal uh, story before. Uh, but uh, I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, so I took it out of the box set when we were done and, um, and uh, added to it and then decided to continue it, you know. Nice. Okay, great. And and that's great. I'm glad that you're able to, I guess you were bullied into that. So I'm glad you were able to. I was uh, bullied into finishing the second one too, because I was moving a little bit too slow for some folks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was good. It was, it came out and I was like, why does this sound so familiar? When I saw yeah. the cover, I was like, um, and then I saw, okay, it's part 
two of something. It's book two of something that I'm like, oh, I know I read that. And then that's- it, Well, I'm you're like the book. only person in the world who reads all the books in the box. Instead <laughs> 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 well, yeah. of just like your favorite author. It's like, I'm gonna read them all, I paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But yeah, that was, Creole Nights was great. Very great. Yeah. And I, I remember the stories in them and uh, great reading it and uh, and each story was different, but it was, you know, it was all similar. Well, it took place yeah. in a similar place. So I love that. So that was yeah, great. It was, it was meant to be cohesive. Yeah. I think that the authors did a wonderful job. Yes, they yeah. did. They did. That's that's That was a great uh, box set there. All right. And I'm going to start off with, with questions I ask a lot of my authors. Um, growing up, what were your dreams and goals? Um, okay, so growing up, since I can remember, I've always wanted to be a police officer. Mm -hmm. Like, I wanted to be a cop. I mean, I was one of those Cagney and Lacey girls. I would watch it and, and, um, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a cop. I'm going to grow up and I'm going to be a police officer. So maybe that was like seven is the first time that I really can remember you know, uh, picking what I was going to do when I got grown and I was going to be a cop. <laughs> nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And um, for ladies and gentlemen who are not familiar with Phoenix, um, there two, two of her, her series has is based, not based around, but it has some prominent uh, police positions in it as for your character. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah so. definitely. <laughs> So yeah, you know what? Uh, there's like always like there's there's one char character that's always going to be consistent, like always, and that's the city of Chicago. Even in Creole Nights, like um, it's based out of New Orleans, based out of Louisiana, but the girl is from Chicago. She's a police right. dispatcher from Chicago, so it's like <laughs> Chicago is always that extra character that's always going to be in the book. So. Right. Yeah, right. and a lot of a lot of crime fiction and a lot of uh, street uh, stuff. So, yeah. Good. Good. Right. And um, when did you um want know that you? Because I know you 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 wanted to be a cop. When did you make that? What did you want to know that you wanted to be a writer as well? Okay. So, <laughs> um, I actually had two dreams. I wanted to. Oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. I don't know what I wanted to. Um, when I got grown and went to the police department, I want to say like a pop up on here. I don't. Okay, I'm just gonna close the whole thing down. <laughs> close everything down. Close it down. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I um, when I get when I got on the police department, I decided that I wanted to go and study forensic medicine. I was a science major. Uh, I wanted to go into forensic, you know, crime scene, stuff like that. Then I saw a crime scene and it was like, oh, hell no. So <laughs> I, I, I switched up. But I can remember being in the high school and um, so I'm, I'm writing this story. I had written a book. It was called um, Like Mother, Like Daughter. And it was about like me and my mom. It's like I almost basically repeated her life. Like just like it's like, how did this happen? You just repeated your mother's life. You know, um, for a while I was a single mom with three kids. Uh, 
two girls and one boy. So it was my mom, you know, it was like a, a similar things that we had to deal with, you know, social issues and economic issues. It's like I had just basically repeated my mother's life. So I, I was writing that book, you know, uh, from I think I took it back from when I was a child to high school. And I think it was in my maybe in my 20s and then. And somebody stole my laptop, so I was like, okay, to hell with that. Because <laughs> I wasn't about to start over. So um, I think maybe I was in my early 20s, but then I never took it anywhere else. Um, I knew I liked to write stories. I Like when I was in college, I used to like suck in math. So I used to sell papers you know, for free tutoring. <laughs> I'd write papers for people like can you write my Kim paper or can you write this or I got to do a short story and I was it got into the point where the professors were like I know you wrote this <laughs> like so um I writing through college uh but as far as trying to publish um that wasn't my thing that was my daughter's thing my daughter was like and she was writing a book and you know I was so proud my best friend is a best-selling author you know, before I even thought about, you know, opening a laptop and putting my thoughts to words, um, she was selling books, honey. You know, mm -hmm. she was she she was selling VA, and I was just like, oh, that's a great job for you. But my daughter was so interested in it that um, my best friend was helping my daughter with her book. But um, in the process, my daughter passed away. Um, she died. She had, uh, in a car accident. So, you know, my best friend was like, you know what, I'll finish that book for her. She really wanted to do that for her. She was like, I'll finish that book for her. So we searched her apartment and computers and everything, and we never found the book. So um, we uh, we just, you know, it was like, we had to give up. But then I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, it didn't sit well with me. So I decided that I was going to write a book in her honor. Um, now, I didn't write the same genre. My daughter would totally have been like street fiction, urban. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Get that bad bitch kind of right. <laughs> you know? uh -huh. so, yeah. I, I don't know how to write like that. I might talk like that, but I don't know how to write like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so so um, I had to do it my way, you know, and, and what, what I felt comfortable with, what moved me, you know. So I, I wrote that book. I didn't know what it was going to do, but I wrote it because it was something that she wanted to do and she couldn't do it anymore, so. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, and you talked a little bit about some of your obstacles. What other obstacles you had in writing when you were starting out? Um, well, like simple things like, okay, number one, I didn't have the first clue as to what I was doing. So I was writing, I, I, Beautiful Prey, I wrote that entire book on an iPad with a keyboard that I, that was Bluetooth to the iPad. But then when I turned it in, like, so I forced my best friend to publish this book and she was just like, I'm not doing it. You're not a writer and this is going to be a fucking headache. I can cuss on here, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> she was like, this is going to be a fucking headache. But you know that old friend guilt to be like, oh no, she's going to publish this book. <laughs> so she tried, to, she tried to get other people to do it. Like, I got this new offer. you going to like it. And I was like, no, no, no. And they didn't want it. <laughs> and they, they didn't want it. But she was like, damn, I got to publish that book. So I, I wrote the entire novel on an iPad with a keyboard and, and, and it does not 
convert well to um, like Microsoft Office. Even to Apple, if you type it up on a keyboard, iPad. So what she got was a big lump of words. Oh, okay. Just had to literally go line by line and fix my entire number. Tell me that ain't a best friend. <laughs> And I didn't know. I'd never seen it converted. So I think equipment was one of my major issues. Uh, Me not knowing what I was doing was easier for me than it would be for a normal person because I had her, you know, to walk me through it. And then, like, not only walk me through it to go in there with, like, an eraser and literally, you know, fix me. So um, that... That as far as obstacles, like she just kind of spoon fed me through the whole thing, so I didn't really have any. I just had like you know equipment problems. Right. right. You know, as far as putting out a good book, I mean, I, I think I could I could come up. I wake up like out of my sleep, like oh, that's a book. I got that. I'm gonna write this down. So, but <laughs> actually knowing how to do it is a whole different story. You know, it's a learning process. Right. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, what she bo- mentioned, and, and that's good, I didn't even know uh, just about the conversion of um, Apple into getting it published. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's, that's something good to know. I, I thought at one time that I wanted to get an, uh, an iPad or an Apple PC. And at one time when I, you know, and, and now that you said that now I'm thinking, Hmm, is that the best to get right now? Right. Um, so well, yeah, a, a lot of authors write with Apple products. Like they have MacBooks and stuff like that. Like, I don't know if I had a MacBook, but it's still, there were still convert, there would still be conversion issues, but I think I would just go all the way Mac. It, but I'm not an Apple person, so okay. yeah, I feel like if I gotta get one of them damn things, you know what Apple do? You get one, you gotta get everything that goes along with it. You can't yeah. even use a regular cord on Apple front of, up front of you right. know what I mean? Oh, I gotta have a special cord. <laughs> like, I don't want it. I don't want right. it. Right, right. Um, and that's good. That's good that you brought it up as for that. And, and we'll get into a little bit of, uh, I'll ask a little bit of publishing later on in the show. Um, and, and I just want to go back and ladies and gentlemen, Beautiful Prey was a great book. I, I, I think I, oh, no problem. I think I read that one before I met you at R I R A E, I believe, or one of them I, I read before I met you. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you were the one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I went out for my first time at I R A E. I, I I walked in with this one little book. Maybe I had finished part two. I'm not sure. Maybe I had finished part two. But there's one little book and there's one little series and I walked up in that bitch like I had 10 books under my bed. <laughs> and somebody was like, who? they were looking at the little list and they were like, who is Phoenix Daniels? And I'm standing there. And I'm like, the fuck you mean? Who is Phoenix Daniels? <laughs> 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 and it was like, and they were like, so does anybody still do, does anybody know who she is? After all that, we still don't know you. But then, yeah, I think that's when the second book came out. 
but but oh okay okay the yeah story of a beautiful prey when I forced my friend to help me post the book that was a beautiful prey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was my first book. That was yeah. And and I yeah, I know I read that. Um I was in um uh SW's group when I first read your books, I believe. Um and which what 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 was your first book in that other series that that cross I I call it crossover, but um, Creed. Are you talking about Creed? Yes, you refer to Creed as the crossover book. Well, no, it's your your series. You're <laughs> praying your in Creed of their crossover series. So I've been a process of writing Beautiful Pray, the fifth uh, book in this series, and I'm writing a whole thing that's get Taylor and Victor are all up in there drunk. <laughs> it is a crossover series. Yeah, but I yeah. need you to remember the name of Creed, okay? Okay, Creed. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I definitely read Beautiful Prey that series first, though, because yeah. Creed came after. Yeah, okay, now yeah, I remember. Came after. But, um, yeah, yeah. So, but it was it was it was great because I know I read Beautiful Prey before I met you, and then we met we met at IRAE six. Actually, I have the shirt on too. I think it was 2016 Ooh. when we were in Orlando, and. Um, I, 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 we were talking, we were talking about something else. We, there was another subject going on and we were all standing in just talking in a meeting and just talking about whatever subject was going on. Then we went back into the, um, the conference and I'm like, okay, Phoenix, oh, that's Phoenix. <laughs> and it didn't, you know, <laughs> me, um, you know, it didn't hit me that was you until afterwards. So that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so that was good. It was good. But um, like I said, it was, it was, you know, I've mentioned this on a phone. It was great meeting a lot of authors at IRAE. Um, all right. And so, um, and you talked about some of your influences. What other influence you had? Because I know you talked about being uh, a cop as some of your influences. What other influence besides that did you have in writing your books? Well, so it, it would be it would depend on the book. <laughs> Actually, honestly, like if I were to say your influences as to writing like Beautiful Prey, definitely work, you know. Uh, a lot of those stories, like I, I worked in the unit, I worked undercover and a lot of those stories, it was just like, people are not gonna, I would even get reviews like, this is just not even realistic. <laughs> and I would be like, yes, it is. <laughs> That's what we did. But, um, Beautiful Prey was definitely um, like you know a, a, a book that I that I, I I put together when I was working in a unit that gave me happier time. You know, mm -hmm. like we we honestly had fun, but I was actually um, kind of like protesting in that book because if you notice in the book, she's kind of pissed off because you know you got her working undercover risking her life no weapons half naked she's out here and she's then you want to put her in uniform and then put her in front of a camera in front of the news and then send her back undercover the next day so it's like just like jack found out right. like oh she's a cop like what ha what there's a serial killer out there <laughs> you know Right, right. And so it's like, and then you're going to throw me out there. I just think sometimes decisions that are made by people that get paid way more money than the people who are actually doing the work are stupid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and, and they put you at risk and it's okay because they're sitting behind a desk. I was, I was really being, I was being rebellious with Beautiful Price. Because uh, mm -hmm. it was like, this could happen. 
you put me out here undercover and then you put me out here, you know, with a taste of Chicago in full uniform and right. then um, then tell me to go back undercover. Like, don't nobody watch the news, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> I just thought, I just thought that was, that was my way of, of, of fiction. That was my fictional protest. Okay. So, okay. Um, and then Creed, that's another kind of fictional protest um, because Oftentimes, if you think about it, you've read Creed. If you think about it, like um, you hear and you see in movies and all of this stuff about that thin blue line and people do shit, but you're supposed to protect each other no matter what. But where do black people fit in that? Because if if you see, you know, an injustice, how your black ass don't sit there and be quiet? It's just like so. It's difficult. Like it's hard to be a cop period point blank but mm. to be a black cop you know and 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 still have that brotherhood it, it's it's very difficult you know um because i ain't going because you better not do it in front of me because i'm telling you yes i'm gonna give interviews i'm gonna get statements <laughs> and so taylor montgomery was my way of saying Stand up, for, you know what I'm saying? You ain't always got to be like, I ain't seen nothing. I ain't got nothing to do with that. You know, no, nah, fuck that. So mm-hmm. that was my way of being rebellious, too. <laughs> so, um, my fictional way, because I don't want them coming for me. It's all fiction. <laughs> <laughs> right. Clearly, because we ain't got no fine-ass governor named Victor Creed. Our governor don't look like that. <laughs> so... <laughs> Nice, nice. Okay, good. And very, and, and I'm glad you brought that up. They're, they're, those are t- those are some hot topics that people need to understand. Okay, and um, uh, what others? What goals? Uh, future goals as a writer and other projects that are you are you into right now? I want to make a movie. Mm-hmm. I want to make a movie. And I'm in the I'm I'm in the the the, the talks the back and forth process with a really awesome author. I, I want to do a play too. It, you know what I'm saying? If we if we don't all die, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then one day we'll be able to come outside again and right. sit next to people, I would love to put on a stage play. Like I definitely would like to do something like that. That's what I want to do: stage play, movie, and then a television series would be dope, right? I mean, I got enough fucking beautiful praise to have a, 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 ser- a, a season. There you go. There you go. Okay. And if I don't, since I cross Creed over, I can throw them in there too. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, yeah, definitely I want to go into um, production. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. And and, and that's great. There's always a, that there's definitely that's definitely an option. I hear um, uh, uh, other authors that want to get into that. Great, and um, and we talked a little bit about this in the beginning, but um, besides, you were kind of getting bullied in. And there was—is there another reason why you wanted to get into uh, paranormal and fantasy? No. <laughs> nope. I can't think of. Well, let me tell you something. I enjoy reading paranormal and fantasy I just did not imagine that I had that much imagination 
but mm-hmm. I enjoy reading and uh and like okay so I watched American Horror Story Coven I thought that was dope you know like I just right. didn't think that I had the imagination that it took to be able to create this world of fantasy and still make it cool I mean like these these rude women, they don't, right? right. <laughs> just, just the history of them, they come from a long line of dope ass, ass black women. And I was like, I could write them. You know, I could really write these women. And um, I enjoyed it. Good, good. You know, and it was great. Once, once again, um, and, we're, and we're just about to go into your works with that. That was a great series, and um, yeah, it's very good. And um, just like, and, and going on with that last question, you're, and, and I know, cause I know uh, many of you took a trip to um, uh, uh, New Orleans, and, and that was obviously part of your influence for blood ties and knowing about root women. What other influence you had in, in that first book? And second book yeah. as well. My mom, mm-hmm. my mom, and she loved New Orleans. So my mother was like one of, one of those those women who could just cook, just put a foot in. She just didn't like to, because mm-hmm. you know people were having her cook all the time. But she just but her thing. She loved the Creole food, the Creole cooking. My first trip to New Orleans ever. Um, I went with my mom, and I was an adult at this point. I think I had had kids. I was in my 20s. Um, and it was my first trip to New Orleans. And my mother was so excited because she loved this place. The food, the culture, the history. Like, she she was just, she was just, it was enchanting to her. <laughs> and uh, so she, you know, my sister and I, we were like, okay, well, let's see this New Orleans with you. And we just had so much fun. I'm talking about, I mean, the things that we ate. Like, I couldn't get over the food. If, if I never did anything else besides eating New Orleans. I will be okay, but we did. We actually got on a city bus and and, and rode that bus all over New Orleans. Like it was like we went from zero to sixty to back to zero. We saw all the plantations and we saw like just all the history. We looked at the the architecture, the Spanish and French inspired architecture, and it was just it was dope. Uh, did I say the food? Oh, okay. Well, the food, I'm going to say it again. And then I love the mystical, you know, history behind it. I thought it was really interesting. So every, just like my mom, everything she does, I got to take it a step further. So, um, you know, she just, she just showed us this different side. Like, I, then I actually saw a different side of her because we partied. It was a girl's trip. Like, I kicked it. And um, I think my mama encouraged me to do a little tip. My Christian mother encouraged me to win. I won, too. I did a table dance contest on Bourbon Street. <laughs> and I won. My mama was cheering me off. <laughs> that's, <laughs> like, that's like something that would never happen anywhere else but New Orleans. Mom, get your ass off that table. <laughs> but we had a ball. You know what I'm saying? And then me being the history freak that I am, I, I took her love for it and turned it into my love for it. So I would do things like visit the cemeteries because I love the above ground tombs and all the history. I visited Marie Laveau's grave and I did that before I decided to write this book. So I was already into, you know, the mystic part of it. And voodoo has always been something that, uh, 
has it captured me because I the stigma behind it. It was just like, oh my God, that's the devil's shit. Don't do that. You gonna go to hell. But what people don't understand is those West Africans brought that religion. Those slaves, they brought that religion from West Africa on the bowels of slave ship. And that shit was beat up out of them. So for them, for you, black people to be walking around saying that's the devil thing, that's what they told you. You don't really know. So um I just didn't, you know, I just thought the stigma behind it, I wanted to educate. So I picked doodle bitches. <laughs> I, I wanted to educate, you know, so I just thought it was wonderful. And a lot of people don't realize these Christian folks going around doing voodoo traditions and don't even know it. Right, right. Perfect example. Burning that sage all over your house. That's voodoo, baby. Right. <laughs> the Catholic right. Catholicism and voodoo became so intertwined that you don't know which is which. That mm -hmm. that burning sage to bless your house and get rid of the evil spirits and all of that, that's voodoo that the church stole. <laughs> so, so that's that. Mm -hmm. But okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Right. And, and, you know, Phoenix, you brought up a great point uh, because in, in voodoo something, you know, completely different or was it was more of um, a lifestyle, if you will. And um, I'm sorry. Can okay. You can you hear me? Okay. I think I can now. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay, keep care. Okay. Um, so but yeah, voodoo wasn't called voodoo when it was in West Africa. That was it, it was called something else. It was it was actually a lifestyle. And because because it was so ingrained in them, the, and 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 some of the slaves that were in Haiti, even though they spoke different languages, they were mm -hmm. able to take over and do a revolu revolution, um, take over from the slave masters because of that. Uh, right. I think, in Haiti. Right. Yeah, in Haiti. Yeah. It, didn't, it didn't work here. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it didn't work here. No. <laughs> yeah, no. And and so it, it had its good parts. I think what happened was, and, and you know, there, and, and I'm skipping over parts, but a lot of it is, a lot of it, like you said, was ingrained in Catholicism and, and New Orleans. Also, um, you know, Hollywood put a spin on it. So, oh, sure. yeah, so now it's looked upon as something, oh, well, this, this, and that. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, that's part, that's part of some people's history. Uh, it's definitely a pop culture thing. They took it and were like, okay, this is interesting. Let's, let's, you know, amp it up, you know, right. yeah, that, for sure. Right, right. But, you know, it is something that was existing before, you know, there was this, you know, yes. and I, I just, I just thought that because I had some people who were just like, "Oh, that's about a, a voodoo." I'm not, I'm, I can't read that. I can't open no doors. Let me explain something to you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> this is about women, and this is about their family and their family history, you know, and and about old enemies and old grudges and the strength of of, of womanhood and the love of a good man. You know, and this is about so much more than voodoo. And if you see in the second book, even my main character struggles with the, you know, the, the stigma behind, you know, uh, voodooism. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, 
Right. And I, I think I love when uh, the young uh, the young priestess told her, I need you to get right with your God because they trying to kill us. <laughs> I, just, I love that girl. You know what I'm saying? I, I See, when I thought of her, I was like, you know, she's going to go far in this series. You know, she's going to go far. She was just like, look, let me get the kind of girl. <laughs> we need you to get right with your God because you know what I'm saying? Your, your, your sister smoking us. <laughs> so I just, I appreciated her. She spoke to me. Right, right. And and in the first book, now that you brought that up, in the first book, we see her, and not to give much away, but we see her not necessarily growing up in that, uh, in that, in that atmosphere. She, like you said, she grew up as, as someone, a nine to, I, I, I'll say someone who's net right now had a nine to five job, right? Wait, who, which one are you talking mother, about? You're talking about Margo? Uh, uh, your main, not Margo, her, her cousin, right? Enola, Enola, yeah. Enola, uh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, now what was yeah. the question? Yeah. <laughs> no, and and we see that she's 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 relatively new to this because her mother moved away. So yeah, we her see mother that. tried to run away. Yeah, right. You know, um, and 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 that's good. That I, I think some people. That's good. That just what you were describing before. That that's great because you see that that disconnect. Well, connect and disconnect of it, and then her you know, re-inviting re um, into the family of, of, of what she was destined to be, if you will. So that was great. Very interesting, um, uh, creative uh, um, plot there. And, and I think I, I don't know if that, yeah, very creative on that. And, um, and, and, and book two, we see, I'm trying to not give a lot away. That's why I'm- Well, pausing. you can. You can actually give a lot away because they should have bought the damn book by now. <laughs> right, you're you right. And, <laughs> right, and, and book two, we see that, like just like you said, we see that continuation of little bit of a struggle, um, her getting more power um, or her maintaining that power that she had Right. No, and as, then as, her as realizing what Enola right, her realizing, especially. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was saying essentially what Enola gained uh, was knowledge. So she was already powerful. She had this power, but Enola didn't know what to do with it. Like she, like there's no way. Like her, her sister was like dust in her like her sister was like smoking all of them because her sister was more powerful than everybody but her her sister right. had been trained she had these these these, these voodoo abilities and remember the only the voodoo women have like these she had these voodoo abilities and these um these magical powers then she was trained by witches so she was a beast and she was trained from birth and from birth she was trained to kill them Right. So the family couldn't do anything with her. Enola definitely, because she lacks knowledge. Like, she just could not. Like, oh, I can burn shit up, but she's blowing my head up. <laughs> like, right. Like, she's off a bomb in my head. 
You know, mm-hmm. so um, what she essentially gained was not more power. Uh, it was knowledge. Nah. Her ancestors, when she went into that realm, mm-hmm. they gave her all. They she had time to learn it from a book. Right. <laughs> they gave her all of the knowledge that she needed um, to defeat her enemy. So, and, and then like another thing, like you know, in, in a lot of cultures, you rely heavily on the ancestors. Yeah. And uh, and that's and black people, our strength comes from our ancestors. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely. You, know, my mother is no longer here, but man, she shapes me like a form of clay. You know what I'm saying? She. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, like, and we know we will not always be there, but this is what, and everything that I do is a reflection. It's, it, it goes back to um, the way I was built, the way I was raised, the way she shaped me, my ancestor, you know, and then her mother, you right. know, and then, and then her mother. So, you know, um, we rely heavily on our ancestors and I wanted to make that a point, you know, of the, like, she couldn't do it without them. She right. needed them. She needed that knowledge. So, like, we have this generation of children today who know every damn thing. You know, mm-hmm. they don't. The things that we that that we know and the things that we learn from our parents and the things that they learn from their parents means nothing to them now. Mm-hmm. And what they don't understand is, without that ancestral knowledge, they're gonna be going in circles like a, a hamster on a wheel because right. you need that ancestral knowledge. Right. So, right. Definitely. Was that that the question? (laughs) Yeah, no, you you definitely (laughs) explained a a great background of both those um, books and everything. So that was great, great. And um, give us, well, you did kind of give us a, if if those of you who read book two, the ending, I won't say what, you did give us a hint on that, but give us some more hints about book three, (laughs) if you can. Well, yeah, definitely. Let me tell you something. It's about it's time to start having some little voodoo whoops in it. You know what I'm saying? It's about to start <laughs> for them to start building a family. Mm-hmm. And we did a little touching on um, uh, Margot's mysterious father. Right. And uh, Margot, like, so you like, you got this, this character and she's just... Um, she chills. She's just like, I don't want none of this shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to be magical. I don't want this power. And she got a dope power. She right. can control anything with balls. You know what I'm saying? Except for, you know, her ancestors and Bishop. But she can control men. So if, if, if for a party girl like Margot, you would think that she would really appreciate it. But Margot, when you get to know who she is, it wasn't that she was just a party girl. She knew that with great power came great responsibility. Right. And Mar- Margot wasn't for the shit. She wanted to live her own life. She wanted to open her own restaurant. She wanted to, you know, she she didn't want to get involved in all these family ancestral squabbles, you know? So, like, mm-hmm. I, I, and I, I definitely understand, but when she has to step up, Margot steps up. But if she could avoid it, you know, she would. And now the problem lies, now that Margot don't just have one power, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. seeing just this, I can tell boys what to do. Now she is basically a legacy of something right. greater than her. Like mm-hmm. you know, you got the the mighty phoenix in Enola, 
mm-hmm. and you get this siren <laughs> in Margot. But then, you know, when you get into the mythology of it all and you find out Margot got a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's your hand. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, definitely. I can't wait for that book. Now, um, do you have a, um, just out of curiosity, this is my curiosity. Um, do you have a date for when book three will be around the time book three will oh, be Oh, there out? you go. There you go with that bullshit. <laughs> no. <laughs> I do not have a date. But let me tell you this. Let me tell you because I know a lot of people out there who read me, they be getting pissed off at me. They don't care that there's been a pandemic and all kind of people done died and I'm just stressed. <laughs> they don't care. They just want the damn book. So, since during the pandemic, I had a lot of trouble writing, like a lot of trouble. Maybe even before that, I had a lot of stuff going on. Like, you know, people who know who who pay attention know I have had a lot of personal things, you know, personal loss. So it and then like, and then I don't want to like, I don't want to say that I've been so busy that I couldn't write. I couldn't really function. You know, mm-hmm. I couldn't get it get it from here to here. Um, and I wasn't that interested in it, to be perfectly honest. But um, since this is the first time since this pandemic that I've been like, oh, boom, got a book, pop it out, finish it. And then as soon as um, as soon as Bloodlust, you know, hit hit the hit, hit the sale, hit the one click, I was in beautiful prey like hard hard because the stories are just coming to me these crazy people in these united states we are living in mm-hmm. if you can't say nothing else for these motherfuckers they are inspiration mm-hmm. <laughs> they are, if you can't say nothing else mm-hmm. nothing else they will give you something to write about honey Right, right. Definitely. So I I have been like hitting the ground running. Like I've been writing, writing. I've joined writing sprints, like a couple of different sprints. Like I'm just writing, I'm knocking out words. So I do, I do want to say that as far as, you know, getting these books out in a timely manner, I am on a much better road now. So Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe in a couple of, in a couple, in a couple of months, I'm going to be able to drop uh, BP5. Then I want to break over to a Cree, and then I want to write the story a uh, um, uh, uh, standalone really quick. And for y'all that read Beautiful Prey, there is I have a Christmas story um, with uh, Emily Storm out. Um, I want to expand on that, and that's gonna be uh, new adult romance. Mm-hmm. I think it's new adult. I don't know. I told you I know what I was doing. But because, you know, Emily ain't one of us. <laughs> she one <laughs> she, she of them clear people. So, <laughs> um, but she is part of the Storm family. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I have a Christmas story out. Her and Alejandro Medina. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I'm going to do a little Valentine thing with them, too. I'm tr- maybe not. Valentine's coming up. Yeah, no, no, that's not gonna happen. Scratch that. <laughs> Scratch that. Maybe there's, 
Maybe they get a Swedish day thing. <laughs> Maybe Labor Day or something. I don't know. <laughs> but um, so I do want to do a standalone, and then like so, I want to go back to to Bloodlust. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, can't wait for that. Definitely can't wait for that. You left us hanging at the end. I was like, oh, okay. Let, let, that was let, not a cliffhanger, though. It wasn't, but it, it, was it, not a cliffhanger. Kind, it kind of was. Uh, but it. <laughs> you know, I'm trying not to say much, but. I yeah. closed everything in that story out that I was supposed to close out. Okay. I just gave you some extra. That's all. Right. Well, yeah. Let's have to think about. Right. <laughs> you know, and we're definitely thinking about that. Uh, lay. I'll say. I'll leave it as legacy. We're definitely thinking about that. Definitely legacy. About that. <laughs> yes. All right. And um, uh, my last or last two questions for you are. Um, uh, any advice for aspiring writers such as myself? Yes. Um, ask questions. You okay. know, lean on other writers. Like, man, there's some people that you're dealing with, like, that, that have been in this game for so long, and they know how to put words together. Not only that, they know how to put, you know, um, like, they know how to make it more than I wrote this down and here it is. You know, they mm -hmm. you can learn so much from them. You know, marketing and and formatting and and and, and the content and you know just uh, research. Like like uh, Sage Young is like a beast at research. You know, uh, Lola Lace can write anything. Kasana can write, and not only that, edit the hell out of something. And Laverne. It's just, and you know, a Nazi. <laughs> so, you know, if you tell her you need to get it done, it's going to get done. You know, because she's going to call you and she's going to bug the living shit out of you mm -hmm. until you actually have your project done because she's little, but she's a little scary. You know, she's like a little, you know, afraid of her. <laughs> and, and, and look, look I, I know I'm leaving some folks out, and Sally is always going to be like a chili to for you. But mainly for me, um, Jessica Watkins, who is basically, I don't know if my best friend, but I don't know if I can call her on mentor, because we do such different things. Oh, I'll give you an example. Um, so I published under her. So if 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 i write if my book sells she make money right right i also self-publish which most publishers you know that ain't gonna be a thing for them they're not finna share your shit and help you with marketing and teach you when you're doing something wrong or format it for you or jessica does you know she'll be like oh well it'll sell better if you did this you know <laughs> or you know and, and whether she's gonna make a damn off of it or not Link yourself with people who know what they're doing and they're willing to help you. They're not worried about you doing better than them. They're not worried about you selling better than them. You know what I'm saying? They know that there are millions, hundreds of millions of people out here. There are billions of people. There's enough where if we can work together, we can reach 
as many as we as we want. So I don't like you don't worry about competition. You worry about picking each other up because look, Jessica just did a movie, mm-hmm. and uh, one of her books, Secrets of a Sad Bitch, uh, is turned into a movie. And I can guarantee you, wherever that bitch goes, she dragging me with her. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? You have to not be worried about somebody dimming your light. You shine your own light. And if you have questions, feel free to ask. And you will run into some experiences where your heroes will disappoint you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That has happened to me. Your, the people that you looked up to and you were so excited to meet and you were just like, I'm such a big fan. And they will shit all over you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got? Just go walk past them and then go find somebody, you know, like Pepper Pace. They'll help you out. <laughs> Shit, I had to get Lola to format bloodlust. Fuck me, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know, shit. I think Olivia's formatted from and shit because I'm editing it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do this stuff, you know. So I think that my biggest piece of advice would be to lean on people that are smarter than you. <laughs> and, no, and, and you're absolutely right. Um, yeah. No, no, you're right. When you're uh, in a group where each, sometimes, and, and, and so I forgot who told me this, um, but, but, and this was a while ago, you don't want to be in a group that you're the smartest person in the group. You, you want to learn nothing that way. Yes, definitely. You also want to learn and, 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 and grow as well. So that's that's some that's definitely some great advice. And and one more thing I wanted to ask you. We got in a little bit in the beginning of the show. Um, walk us through. I actually had um, uh, some an, a, another author in a different genre ask me about um, publishing. So and 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 we'll we'll go through from a a self. I'm sorry. I'm looking for a pen so I can take notes myself. But I know I'm, you got me looking around like, what's she looking for? <laughs> um, My wife is right here, <laughs> right? Um, and and definitely walk us through, um, like the road from okay after you got your 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 manuscript back from editing, um, in in some in some ways, walk us through that, and then walk us through the process of self-publishing from self-publishing from after you're getting your your manuscript back from editing to this the finality of self-publishing oh you mean like just a step by step what, yes. what i do yeah oh i've got it back from editing mm-hmm. right okay okay go from there yes okay i go over it i go over everything that was edited Cause you know you gotta watch these editors; they'll change the shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but I go over it, uh, and I make the corrections that they tell me to make. Nine times out of ten, they're right. Um, 
I make those corrections and then I send it to another editor. <laughs> okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then they send it back and then I get those, uh, those corrections and, and, it, and some changes. And if I agree with them, then I'll change. If not, then I'm going to keep it my way, but I will make the corrections like the, the obvious corrections, you know, um, but most of the time, I agree with my editors, except, you know, there's some things, some words and verbiage that I use that a lot of people don't use. So mm -hmm. Kasana told me uh, once, she was like, that's, uh, she was like, I don't want to change your voice. That's your voice. I think she said my voice. Yeah, she said, that's your voice. Like when you're writing, that's your voice. When I write stuff, you know Phoenix wrote it. You definitely know I wrote it. Right. So, right. yeah, that's my voice. So you can't change my voice. Like if I say sofa, you can't change it to couch. If I say bathroom, you can't change it to washroom. Don't don't do that. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna say toilet, and you're gonna say commode. I don't say commode. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And um, then I make those changes, and then I send it to a proofreader. And then uh, um, and then I call. I call Noreen or Michelle or you know, like, hey, read this book. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, Barbara, you got time to read a book, you know, so, you know, because I, I know that, number one, um, Caribbean folk ain't good at lying to your face, so I sent it to Noreen because Noreen, you know, them island people, they mean, they just let, they let the shit out, if it's bad, she gonna be like, girl, you don't go back in there, go back to the drawing board, that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's Noreen, Noreen is just gonna let you know that shit was no good. <laughs> like, Michelle will fix you. Like, so I would not have been able to do um, the creed with the the military thing. Um, three? That was three, right? With uh, with Lincoln Creed? Yeah, yeah. I, think that was I would never have been able to do Lincoln Creed without Michelle. I would, without Michelle Jackson. I would never have been able to do it without my brother. I was like blowing him up. Like, does this make sense? Is this army like? Do the army say this? You know, I'm I'm big on research. I I don't I don't play with I, like okay. So I'm a cop. When I read books and they have shit in there, the cops gonna say it pisses me off. If I see like I was watching a TV show and it was supposed to be based out of Chicago and she had a uniform on, but she was supposed to be a police officer, but she had a sergeant hat on, and it pissed me off. I ain't watched the series. I couldn't watch it no more. I'm not doing it. <laughs> so right. I'm so into it. Like in the third creed, it's just so much to it. It took so much research because he's a, a army ranger. You know, he, he's in the Middle East. They in combat. I need to know what they say. I need to know what kind of helicopters they own. I need to know command staff. I need to know, you know, all of that for me to make it so Michelle, my brother, you know, they just kind of like, you know, sat with me and and helped me. Do I? I there are th things that take place in the Pentagon. I just call my sister law. Like, tell me what the Pentagon look like. <laughs> like, help me, help me type this out. I don't know what the Pentagon looks like. You know, what I mean, not from any place other than an aerial view on the news. You know, right. My sister in law worked for the Pentagon. Like, what you gotta do? <laughs> so that way, when I was writing this story, you know, people who have been to the Pentagon won't be like, "Oh no, bitch, you ain't never been here." You know? Right, so right. That's important to me. 
Mm-hmm. Shit, what was the question? <laughs> no, and then, um, you know, I had to research religious cults because in three there are religious cults, you know, like I've always been fascinated by Jim Jones. I want to know what you got to do to make people on purpose drink Kool-Aid that's poisonous. <laughs> right, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like if I had that gift, I'd have a movie by now. <laughs> right. So, mm-hmm. you know, so I studied religious cults for this. Like, mm-hmm. uh, that was, uh, Creed 3 was actually my favorite book in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that was a dope-ass book. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, Shit, what was the question? <laughs> it was, and you're doing it so far. Walk me through uh, the self-publishing process. Oh, 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 okay. So then, you know, proofread. And then, you know, you send it to somebody who's going to tell you whether it's going to fly or, you know, it's going to die. And then um, after all of that, I go over it again, which is like torture. Oh, my God. Any author can tell you. There are two things that are horrible about writing books. One is going over that book one more time. I'm so sick of looking at this book. I don't know what to do. I'm just sick of it. Can we publish it already? Because you're reading the same book like five times. Like it's too much. And then um, writing a blurb. <laughs> like a little synopsis of the book at the back. And that is torture. <laughs> it's like torture. Writing a blurb. It's like writing a book is easier than writing what the hell you just wrote about. <laughs> okay. So, and then that's it. You know what I'm saying? Then you go get you a little dope cover, get you the copyright and all of that. Um, and you're ready to roll. Okay. Now, after you get the, and I'm, I'm going deep because um, just for because I, I know a few people who are stuck in that. After you get your cover and you got everything, what's that next step? Is it getting um, just formatting it, getting it ready for the ebook style, or what, what comes after that? It's when you're getting ready for that. Okay, so it's formatting. Once you get it formatted, it's ready to upload. Okay. And then. Um, so you go and then and then when you get ready, depending on what you know, where you're where you're marketing a book, where you're selling it. But nine times out of ten, it's just like really step by step telling you what to do this, what to do this time, what to do next, and what to do next. So once it's formatted and you have a cover, you're ready to roll. Just upload it. Okay. Let's use Amazon, for example. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna upload it to Amazon, they'll give you a walkthrough, a step by step. You you put your book in there, you um go through and they ask you for the cover, then they ask you for the book content, you upload it, mm-hmm. um, you upload the cover, and then and then they ask you how much you want to sell for it. You just you go from there. I see. Okay. Now, um, and I'm I'm right, I'm asking detailed questions, uh, just because they came up to me, uh, someone was asking me, now, when you're uploading it to Amazon, what for, when you're formatting it and uploading it to Amazon, what is a good formatter? A good, what, so, so, you know, um, someone said, Girl, you need to tell me, tell you that Lola Lace formatted my book before. What happened, huh? That's not, see, you need a tribe of people because you can have just me, because I don't know. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I told you Lola Lace formatted this book. 
<laughs> okay. Okay. I don't know. You know what? Or Jessica does it. So I never formatted a book before ever. Oh. Shara, Shara's eyes. She formats my books too. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I know how to write. I I can write a story. I can make you put your computer down at work and go in the bathroom and rub one off. I know how to do that, <laughs> but I don't know how to format a book. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm but I got so many people that are enabling me that I have not learned how to do it yet because they are be like, okay, V, what you need? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got to learn something to do that could actually help them. Right. <laughs> but mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, I have a lot of help with that. You know, okay. I just, okay. mm -hmm. But I, I like to say this all the time because I'm, I'm new at this. And people are like, you ain't new. You, I'm not new at writing. I write, I write books and then I hand them to Jessica. Mm -hmm. Like once I write it, I'm done with it. Here, here go your book. You know what I'm saying? She did all the work. Okay. So then when I started self-publishing, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, I gotta do this and I gotta do that and I gotta do this. So um like it is that this is an education for me. And the, and I think the first time that I published was I don't know if it was the Cage Chronicles or Blood Tide. But the Cage Chronicles was like, that's my publication. That come, it, it was coming out, you know, I think we're on the fifth one now. Um, so I've been publishing it. Shoot, I don't even format that. I think Shara's I formatted the Cage Chronicles and Olivia Gaines. <laughs> I don't, I'm going to have to learn how to format. Now I feel bad about myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, you did, you did. You were able to give me a step-by-step, -step, which was, that's what I, I really needed. Um, I was just curious about the formatting part and, and I'll probably learn that in, in a few, I'm sure. So good. Yeah. Okay. Now there's one more question. Yes. Before Go on and learn that, honey, so I can see you. <laughs> <laughs> you format this for me right quick. <laughs> no, I learn too. The next time you interview me, I'm gonna know how to format my own books. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, good, yeah. good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, you you had a you had a series or you had a book with um I believe it was Laverne, didn't you? Um, what was it about? Uh. Some <laughs> two, two, two. Uh, when they were, I'm waiting. What was it about? <laughs> <laughs> were, now I remember reading it, and I know it was Laverne was in on it too. It was like two, uh, two, uh, kit woman, man. They were friends since they were teens. Um, something happened, and they, you know, they didn't break up, but oh, you're talking about the cigar king. The, the what was it? <laughs> The Cigar King. Yeah, yes, I believe it was. Yes, yes, that one. How was that? The Magi. Oh shoot! I did write another paranormal book, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> that was. That was damn, I forgot. That was fantasy, though. Is that different? Um, they cross over all the time. But okay, how was how was writing that? And that this is my last question. Oh, I love that book. Like the the it's the it's part of the Magi series and oh. uh, 
Laverne and I were supposed to, we're supposed to write another book in that series, uh, dealing with Max. Remember Max the boy? But we're still going to keep the main character, the Cigar King. Uh, but we're just going to expand, you know, um, you know, the characters. But that, right now, book was like, that took a lot of research, too, because I think I wrote had them in Kyrgyzstan or something like that. I was like, oh shit, let me find out what this place is like. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, like just, yeah, that that series was so, I don't know, magical. I loved it. It was in dungeons and, you know, mm-hmm. they were on snowmobiles and I, I thought it was dope. But he could like move things and he was just so cool and 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 sexy and, uh, and, and she was just, you know, so powerful, like just this, this powerhouse lawyer. I just thought it was really cool. Um, so Laverne and I are so busy trying to get out the stuff that we couldn't get out during the pandemic. Look, a lot of people, I want a lot of people to understand that um, when when most people go to work, they can go and they can just, okay, they've been doing it so long, they can go with the motions. They can go to work and they can get out this foul or have this meeting or punch this clock or I don't know, flip that burger. I don't know, whatever you do. And you can go do it every day. Uh, creatives and in and, 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 and a situation like this, it is really hard. Like, it's really hard to, you know, uh, like, I'm trying to write books, but I can't even find toilet paper. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, um, it's it, it, it's hard to function. It's like I want to write this book, but I'm having to wipe my ass with my curtains. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, you know, so it's important for people to realize it's not as easy. I know you wait. We know you wait. Sorry, you know what I'm saying? It's just not as easy. And then if people be like, hold on, hell you doing in Houston? You're supposed to be writing. Oh fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm a- <laughs> I want to write too. Right. You know what I'm saying? If I don't write, I don't eat. Mm-hmm. I want to write too, but I'm, I'm I have a, a a struggle. I struggle with it. I did, and I'm gonna tell you something else. A lot of people ain't gonna want to hear this. I write multicultural romance in the in the the era of Trump. It's hard for me. Oh like, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was a struggle for me. Like 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 I. I'm, it, it 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 I felt condemned. I was just like convicted. Like I don't like I was questioning everything about like what I did and I know love is love. And it always has been, it always will be. Right, right, of course. But I was hating these motherfuckers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I'm just it is what it is, you know. It was something that I had to get through. I had to get through that, and I would be lying. It would be dishonest if I, I said that I wasn't feeling some kind of way, you know. Um, right. You know, but I'm I'm back to love is love with a little side eye, a little side eye, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love you, but go ahead, try it, pull it. <laughs> <laughs> no. It- <laughs> you bring up some good points, definitely. <clears throat> and real quick, uh, ladies and gentlemen, she's right. There's, there's, um, I know that, th- like, just this morning, this morning, I, I, I got some of my promo- promos done. 
And then um, I decided to write a little bit. And um, I did, um, it, and, and what I write um, is, is this is gonna be my second book that I'll do devotions. So I couldn't, I, um, I, I had to get up, gather my materials because I have 10,000 notebooks everywhere. And then I uh -huh. still was looking to write my second book of devotions. And then I, something, you know, then I'm like, hold on, I need to start my, my 30 day prayer bo um, book. So I was able to do a, an intro and then day one of um, my prayer, you know, the first prayer in, in my 30 day book of prayers. So mm -hmm. what, so it's like, I can't do it all day. Just like you were saying, um, right. Phoenix, it has to be a specific time. Like right now, after the after we got the, from this interview, I, I'm I'm not going to be in no mood to write. I'm going to be doing something else. So right. so for yeah, I'm gonna be so, drunk. <laughs> <laughs> right, but but my point with saying that is, is that you, there's only specific, there's times when people can write and there's times when you can't. You know, mm -hmm. um, you can, obviously during a, p a pandemic and you're worried about other people, of course, your family and you're reaching out to them. And, and, and like you said, with the toilet paper and making sure that you have to now you have to it, at, at one time, as everyone knew, uh, in some places in the United States, you can only go to the grocery store at a certain time. So now you mm -hmm. have to strategically plan your day. So for creatives, just like like Phoenix said, ladies and gentlemen, it is it is kind of hard to get back into that that routine when you have so much extra stuff going on. You know, we right. have to deal with with the pandemic. Not only that, the foolishness with going on with the presidency or mm -hmm. foolishness with his administration. And, and, and so it, it, it gets you in a certain way that you can't write, sit down and just write like you usually do because you have other things on your mind. So, Absolutely. so ladies and gentlemen, make sure you, you can have that in, um, in consideration when you do, when you do ask your authors and, and don't get me wrong. I love it. You know, I love to ask authors, Hey, when you're going to do something else, but I'm not going to pressure them because I know they have a life like everybody else does. So. Yeah, well, you like the only one because I have gotten Facebook phone calls like, um, so you write that book while you in a convo? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> bitch, I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm not writing no book. No, <laughs> right, right. Look, these little things that I, I don't know what that means. I just sound like my sister-in-law's name. Is that like direct messages? They can say stuff? Are they saying stuff? <laughs> <laughs> no, you have on. Um, <laughs> she is on, um, but, but, oh, uh, yeah, she's on. But hey, other people. I mean, hey, Phoenix, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's why I don't take you no goddamn <laughs> So this is my sister Ruby. You know we got that Ruby in the Bloodlust character in, in the Bloodlust novel. Oh yeah. And uh, Ruby is an empath, and she feels everything, pain for everybody, happiness. Or that's my sister in law, <laughs> Ruby. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And now get her off now, cause she'll call my number now. <laughs> Yeah, and and she. Oh, I'm sorry, Ruby. 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 Yes. 
while I got you on, I just want to say thank you. Did you hear what I said about like have doing that research and writing the book, like learning about the Pentagon and all that stuff? Yes, I did. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome, sis. All right. Okay, go on then. I'm done. <laughs> now and, and and ladies, and we're about to close now, but um and and you know, sometimes I have guests on um as you know, depending on who who what show type of show we're having. Mm -hmm. And so um as you can see, Ruby was was uh, uh, she was listening because she wanted to listen in and support you, of course, and and so hey. <laughs> it was great. Okay, so um, any other um, uh, comments you like to give or or where your fans can can see all your books, um, uh, websites, uh, social media handles, and all that. All right. Okay. So I'm about to get yelled at because my, okay. So my website has been down during this whole pandemic and I'm going to be honest, I haven't cared enough to fix it, but I'm fixing it now, Barbie. I'm making a call. I'm fixing the website. <laughs> um, but you can find all my books on Amazon. Um, oh, oh, let me throw this out there too. So I'm going to do a giveaway and I'm going to put together these little boxes. And it's like gonna be like it's a gift basket. So once I don't know, I I forget which fan got it, but my favorite champagne and like a couple of my books signed and then like a couple of my bitch I'm famous, you know, t-shirts or something like that. I'm gonna do like a basket set, you know, giveaway. Uh, I think I'm gonna have like a I don't know live. I don't know what the hell Barbie gonna do, but you know once she do it then that's when I'll give it away. <laughs> but uh, wait, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, anything uh, you want to tell your fans before we, we head out? Um, I just want to say thank you. I know that I put y'all through it. Like, so I'm not like other authors where, you know, you write a book and it's a standalone. And if it don't come back till two years later, you're like, fuck it, I read it. It's over. It's done. I'm okay. I don't do that. I leave shit so that you got to come back and read it. And so I want to say thank you for the patience. And thank you, uh, you know, just, you know, for your um, loyalty to these series, these characters, they just mean so much to me, like everything. So, and, and you stick with these, these characters and you stick with these series. And I just want to say thank you for the support and, uh, and, and, and I don't know, every day, somebody that reads my books, you know, they, they write or say something that puts a smile on my face. You know, it, it gets me through tough times, you know, that I can like make somebody else laugh or make somebody else smile so I, I just want the people who read to know that I am so appreciative and please don't take my you know uh you know my it, it's it's not it's not laziness it's, it's not that it's just that sometimes I have to be in a certain environment to create and and the the biggest environment would be safety and I haven't felt safe I'm feeling a little bit safer now. And so I'm writing my butt off. I'm telling y'all, I'm giving it to you in this beautiful prayer book that's coming up. Also, I would like to tell them, I'm sorry. I'd like to apologize in advance because y'all know I kill people. <laughs> and I just want to say, I'd like to apologize to you, but it is what it is. People die. So, you know, you just have to be prepared. 
for that because you want your books to be realistic, right? It's just not realistic. Well, I'm going to make it real, real for you. So I want to apologize in advance because I'm about to smoke somebody. And uh, and I just want to say thank you for staying with me. Nice. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, there you go. Make sure you catch up on uh, Miss Phoenix's books um, because she, once she starts, like she said, when she starts writing, it's going to be back to back, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm popping them out, baby. Right. So make sure you, um, uh, did you want to say one more thing? I'm sorry. Or you were, oh, it looked like you wanted to say one more thing. Oh, no, I was just trying to make sure that I was sitting up right for my titties sometimes lay down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to say hey to my girl, Angela. She done moved to London. Angela K. Austin, I'm coming to see you in the summer. I'm staying for three weeks, so you better get another bed. <laughs> I just want to say thank you to you for having me and promoting for me and showcasing me. And, you know what I'm saying? Just looking out for us, I appreciate you. And I want to let you know that if you ever have any questions, except for formatting, I can answer them for you. I've got you. You know, any questions? You got my phone number. You can call me. I'm always here. I ain't got no job. Okay. <laughs> So, right, and, and thank you again. And thank you once again for coming on. And, and once a shout out, and like she said, shout out to Angela, who's now overseas. And um, uh, so, and hope she's, she's definitely, hope she's definitely enjoying um, or hope she's, she's able to uh, do, do, does what she needs to do when she's over there. So, cause shout out to her for that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of the show. Um, just a quick reminder, our political sports uh, community show is now on Saturdays around one on the live on the uh, starting five um, uh, group. So make sure you check us out there and check me out again. I'll be having um, some uh, in the next few weeks. I'll have some more authors on. So check me out there. All right. All right, everybody. Take care and have a great rest of the weekend. All right.